All right, so let's get let's get started here. Let's let's bring this let's bring this to a start. Let's open it up for discussion. Ryan, um, when was the last time we recorded? I don't know. I forgot how to do this. It's been a long time. I forgot our endless. Yeah. Malu is that a word? Malu. Milieu, Milo. Of uh. Inside jokes? Does that make any sense? Right. What I just said? <laughs> Something like that. Milieu. Um, uh, no, Atreyu <laughs> is the horse, I think. So, um, it's been a while. I don't, I don't remember the last time we recorded, but but there's a lot to... <laughs> no, that... <laughs> what? What? That word doesn't work in that context okay. at all. Ryan, you're not supposed to fact check with a dictionary or whatever. You know, this is this is um, you know, this is in the moment kind of stuff. You know, this is we live and let live. That means an environment, sphere, background, backdrop. Okay. So I hear what you're saying, and so let's. What talk did I about even say? I can't think anymore. The milieu of uh, what we're doing here is. Um, oh yeah, the backdrop. Mm-hmm. We're in the study where we started all at a start. Yeah, we got we're, our... we're all started and all got got to start. So I think there's a lot to catch people up on because there, it's been a, it's been a while. It's been a minute, as they say in the vernacular, um, and during that minute, um, things have happened. Many things have happened. I'm a much more serious person. Uh, Other things have happened. You know... I'm not in character. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, do you need to... I'm very serious. Do you need a moment to, like, get into character? Or, or is that just something, like... Maybe it's a new character I'm trying out. What, what do they call that when actors... Um, they, they call it um, uh, method acting, right? Method, method acting. acting. Yeah, so... Um, there's, a, there's a good song. Yeah. It's uh, bright eyes. Okay. Method acting. Really? Okay. It. I think it would end up on my. Uh, now that's what I call angst. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's where. Yeah. So. Oh, it's great. Actually, I want to go home and listen to that and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> so my, that, that my, fits in perfectly. In my house by myself alone. That in my bed. <laughs> that that fits in perfectly because method acting is all about, you know, like going through those real experiences so that you can have, you know, so that you can bring that to the the actor's table, so to speak. You know, is that who I'm being typecasted as? Just a, yes, um, a very depressed method actor. And a, yeah, <laughs> I'm a depressed method actor. Yeah. Well, it's just like Shia LaBeouf. You know, Shia LaBeouf. You know, was learning from his his um, uh, his mentors and his heroes on method acting, and so he found himself, you know, knocking people out at a bar in the middle of the night, you know, in New York City, and that was really like that's what it's all about. That's what method acting is, you know. It's being and, Shia LaBeouf. And now it's, he's now he's a Christian. Now he's now he's a Christian. Is he? I don't know because he, or is he method acting again? I kind of think he might have been method acting when he became a Christian, um, because he was playing a movie in which he was a Christian, and that was part of the method acting he needed to do. Fury. Oh, I haven't seen it. He's I mean, a Christian in that movie. Yeah, yeah. They talk about like whether they're like Episcopalian or whatever, you know, or Methodist or something, because it's it's real important. The movie's about war, right? Yeah, and Brad Pitt, I and think. Driving tanks around. Yeah, and so when you're driving a tank around, it's really important whether a you're... A Christian in a tank. Yeah, well, whether you're a Methodist or an Episcopalian. Shooting people. Because I think an Episcopalian doesn't know how to handle a gun, if you know what I'm saying. And a Methodist... No, I think... A Methodist just... I think just, they know how to wield that gun, if you know what I'm saying. If, well, if you know what I'm it's saying... the Episcopalians. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, a Methodist is just like a method actor. They know how to swing that gun around. Who was um, who? Who was the father of Methodism? <laughs> um, uh, Calvin Coolidge, no. John Calvin, no. The Wesley brothers. I the, think. Yeah, yeah. The, wasn't Methodist actually used as a derogatory term to begin with? Oh, probably. It's like uh, what would be like an equivalent thing if I was trying to use, like if I was trying to derogatory you. Like what would I say? Like oh, you're you're really derogatory. Wrote. Mean? Yeah, like you're really rote. Like a rotist. I could I could say that. Like 
rote action, you know, rote... Uh, I don't know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> algorithmic, I could say that. I speak English. Algor- <laughs> algorithms, that's a, that's a, a synonym of, of methods, I think. So, yeah, so I could be like, so really, the algorithmists are the Methodists of the 21st century. Are we in the 21st century? Yeah. Okay. We're living in the 21st century. Something, that's a, that's from a Kanye song. Okay, so every time you wonder, you just sing that to yourself? And then you know, like... I mean, how does it, I feel like there was a lot of talking about what century we were in back in the 1990s, and then I kind of forgot since then, you know? Like, I haven't kept up to date with what century it is, so... Yeah. Yeah. So... So anyway, we haven't, had, we haven't crossed a new threshold a new, into a new century yet. When was the last time that we did that? Would you say? <laughs> In the year two thousand. <laughs> was it the year two thousand or the year two thousand one? Because I heard there was some controversy about that. Well, let's see. When did? Where did we start? Did we start at zero? See, I would like to think that we started at zero. Did we move from zero to one? <laughs> <laughs> to name a book, yeah. To name a book that I have not read. But I have read it, and it's great. No, you've listened to it. Mm, I, I still call that reading. Can you loan that to me? I don't know how to loan an audio book. I've tried, but I don't know. It's the 21st century, for crying out loud. I know. This is what we've just learned. And, <laughs> I mean... And why are we not lending audiobooks already? I don't know. Where do you? Where did you listen to this? Mm, uh, on my phone. Just let me borrow your phone. Okay, okay, okay. So, I have noticed that, like, speaking of futurism and stuff, like, I have noticed that Amazon has this thing where you can be listening to an audiobook and then pick it up with the your Kindle, like, and start reading, and then go back to the audio book, and like, it, it knows where you're at. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So you know they call it Whisper Sync because you know um, who was reading this uh, audio version of? You know, I don't know, but I always like to imagine. Was it uh, Peter Peter Thiel? <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't it believe Kermit it was the frog. <laughs> um, or was it? Carl Sagan. <laughs> um, no, no, none of those. None of those. Oh, that reminds me. Um, so if you didn't know, I'm in grad school these days. You are. I am. You are in grad school. Okay, gotcha. I at least decided, I mean, who knows, when we podcast again, I may have dropped out. I right. may have graduated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You, it's a two-year program. We mm-hmm. like, but anyway, I thought I'd give it a try. And mm-hmm. how has it been so far? Well, now you're a commuter student, right? I'm a commuter, mm-hmm. and yeah. I commute uh, two thousand miles. Okay. okay. <laughs> so just uh, you know, just a simple commute. Mm-hmm. I jump jump on some planes. Mm-hmm. And I make it to San Francisco. So you're you're in Nashville currently, living in Nashville. Uh huh. One might even say living and working in Nashville. Well, yeah, but since I got back, I haven't really been doing much work, so mm-hmm. it's been kind of going coast. Or, or maybe even much living, if you you know, depending on what you count, right? So yeah. you're you're living and working in Nashville, and then you're commuting to San Francisco, where you're in school. Uh huh. And. Um, then presumably you're commuting back when you're done with school. And yeah, so how, how's that going? How's the future out there? I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted, and red eyes are the way to go. That's what I've discovered. Why is that? Because I don't have meetings until Tuesday. And so I take a red eye fl- a flight back on Sunday night. I'm miserable for a day at work. And then I sleep for 12, 15 hours, and I have my life back. Hmm. hmm. Without that, like, I didn't get that this time. So now I'm just, I'm still sleeping, man. Okay, so what you're saying is... But, let's, but that's not important. That's... What I'm hearing is red-eye red eye flights get your life back. That's the 
That's the motto. Well, kind of because... Kind of lose your life for a few days and then get your life back. Well, you're using your travel time when you otherwise would be sleeping. So it's like... Yeah, you're... Okay. You haven't lost time. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> right. So You might be miserable, but you've not lost any time. See, now I was just discussing this today. Why do we not um, work at night and um, sleep during the day? I will say this real fast, though. Mm-hmm. On the flight out there, you're actually gaining time. Gain. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, and maybe, you know, if I understand the theory of relativity correctly, yeah, that's what like every time you fly, you're actually gaining a little bit of time. So That's what we learned from that movie. Yeah, Interstellar. So that, I, yeah. I want to spoil that movie. Well, <laughs> well, you shouldn't because, you know, spoilers are no fun, you know? Yeah, and I need to improve mm-hmm. my fun appeal. Yes. Fun appeal. So um, I put the fun and a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things have happened. Christian. That's <laughs> right. Um, and uh, so uh, you know, a lot of things have been happening. Right. You're going to graduate school, commuting out to San Francisco. Um, I put a Tesla on my Amazon wish list. You know, so hint, hint. Um, and um, uh, and we haven't podcasted for a while. So those are that's about. Now you're about caught up to where we are, I think. Really? That's all that's happened? mm, Well, Interstellar came out, so that was a big thing. Also, all the movies that happened in 2014. um, Again, I don't remember the last time we, you know, we podcasted or whatever, but... We saw Atlas Shrugged Volume 3. Yeah, there was Atlas Shrugged Volume 3. There was Her (laughs) Volume 1. No, we podcasted since that. There was Transcendence Volume 2. There was uh, Lucy. Oh, Lucy. In the Sky. With diamonds. Yeah, black diamonds. Oh, remember I wanted them to... I wanted... I'm just going to ruin so many movies. Yeah, in one fell swoop. Spoilers. 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 You... I warned you. Right. I warned you. Like an 80s car. Lucy and Transcendence. I'm going to spoil that. Mm-hmm. Not really. But basically, I want them to do a joint mm. sequel. I mean... Yes. Yeah, a sequel. Mm-hmm. That has Lucy meeting... Well, it has... Uh, well, they could do a joint meeting, too. They could have... It could be a sequel of Her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy and Transcendence. Right. And I want Samantha, Lucy, and... Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Right. <laughs> I can't think of his name. <laughs> I want them to meet in the digital realm. Mm-hmm. And maybe even conceive a child. <laughs> uh, a, th- a three-way child. <laughs> well, I mean, Samantha would basically, like... I mean, she is... Wait, who's, who's the actor again? What's her name? Oh, it's Scarlett. Well, the soda scandal. scandal girl. What? So, I don't know about this. <laughs> she was in a commercial in the Super Bowl for that... Uh, those personal soda makers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soda Sprite. Wait. Uh, S- spritzers. No. <laughs> uh, uh, super pump. Super pump. soaker. Yeah, super right. so super yeah. soca right. <laughs> soda, super soaker soda spray. Um, Samantha, Ugh. Samantha, no, uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, who was the Samantha voice Johansson. Right, she had the voice of of Samantha and the face of Lucy. Right, yeah, that's Scarlett Johansson. So, and then Johnny Depp, he like, he's really the killer. Um, but he's, it's like he's out to kill himself. Um, and so... Wait. It's the mother giving birth to herself. Right. right? So, <laughs> so how... One time so, I did a visual representation of that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, unpleasant visual, uh, I think, there. So, um, okay, so they meet up in, in three-dimensional, like, hyperspace, something like that. They're, like, in the digital realm. Samantha's there. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, um, like everybody's like it's a big reunion, 
And what are they doing? I don't think Joaquin Phoenix shows up. Oh, okay. Because he's well, still, like, stuck on Earth or whatever. Samantha can share photos. But maybe... Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and then Matthew McConaughey, like, goes through the wormhole and pops out. Well, like, in this... Are we ruining that movie, too? No, 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 no. There's, uh, there's some ultra-dimensional space, blah, 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 where these people all meet up. Because I think this that's where we're going with this. Like, all these movies... It's like a scary... We could do the scary movie for, like... Mm, yeah. Singularity movie. Yeah, sing it. Yeah, so... So... Um, okay. Okay, I see. I see. I think, yeah, this works, actually. And if the thing in Interstellar works, I think Matthew McConaughey basically can pop out any time or place he wants to. That's... That's the real... the Move! Real, that's the real... That the, was Matthew McConaughey popping out. That's the real message. Anywhere... Move! Any time or place, there's a bookshelf. Matthew McConaughey can just pop right out. Stick his hand right through. So, um, so now that we've learned all that... Did you see what... Um, well, this all ties together to mm-hmm. where I was going, but... Right, of course. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right. He has some interesting things to say. Did you see his tweets about Interstellar? I saw I saw a few of them, yeah, like about the science and the women of Interstellar or something like that. Don't you have a coworker who changed his Twitter handle to something? Oh, oh, oh. Not a coworker. Um what was it? Um Neil de Grassfed Bison, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who was this individual? Um you just have to look up on Twitter, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Fed Bison. <laughs> so we can put it in a show notes. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Um, so yeah, I think all this all this ties together. Lots of big things happening. Um, I I got one of those August smart locks that I ordered back in August, but didn't show up um, until now. Which so, we discovered a smart lock is just like love. Right, wait. Run that by me again. I forgot. I forgot how. You were trying to demonstrate your smart lock. Mm, right. And it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But then when you're not trying to demonstrate it, it, it yeah, works seamlessly. Yes. So, you know, when you're not looking for love. Mm-hmm. When you're looking for a lock in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't, doesn't work out. Sometimes, sometimes it locks, sometimes it clicks into place, and sometimes it doesn't, you know. And that's the message of uh, Transcendence. So anyway, Interstellar was a great movie. Um, maybe it was a little over-complex. I w- I'm not sure about that. I'm still kind of on the fence. Um, Wait, but, on the fence about what? About whether it was a little over-complex or whether like they needed to do that at the end. So, yeah, without spoiling it, like, you know... It's pretty much like the trailer would have you believe, but then there's kind of like a little more to it than that, basically. And I don't, I wasn't sure if they it's needed all like the what, like all trailers do. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you right. put a few things, and then it's like then there's, there's a little, a little more. more to there's a right. little more to the trailer. You know, it's like. And I didn't know. I wasn't for sure if they really needed the the little more there that they had, but yeah, it kind of ruined it for me, honestly. But. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I think maybe they're right, though. Maybe they're right. Maybe they really did need that. So, listeners will just have to um, move to you know decide that for themselves, not to break the fourth wall. But, um, so yeah, so but it, it was a good movie, and, and what I really liked about it was that it was really you know as all movies are, it was really about like here and now. You know, it was about. Pro, Presumably about the future, but it was also about the now. And so, in the future, they they have, you know, the education system talks about how the moon landing was a hoax, and um, I, I kind of felt like that was a brilliant a, a brilliant touch, you know, a little like a little jab at culture, um, because it was saying, you know, really, well, it it was, it was saying a few things, people who um, think that the moon landing was a hoax are really just government lackeys. That's one thing I'm saying. Think about that. Um, and two, you know, this is this is what we do 
is because uh, the explanation of why the moon landing was a hoax in the in the uh, that the school system was giving in the movie is that oh, it was just a political ploy. It was a political ploy. And see the I think the message of the movie, the larger message, is that when we lose sight of the sky, when we take our eyes off the clouds and off the stars and we turn it down to the dirt, then that's when everything for us becomes political. Everything becomes just this short-sighted, kind of pedantic, um, you know, just navel-gazing kind of nonsense. Um, there can be nothing transcendent, nothing um, interstellar. It's just, uh, it's just kind of the politics of the moment. And so it's, it's you know, partisanship all the way down. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's where that's where we are as a culture. Um, but so basically, all I was gonna say is that so I'm in business school. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to San Francisco to be in business school that has a slant on the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. And they like their improv in design business school. Okay. Yeah, we've had three different improv persons, personnel. Per, uh, personas. Oh, they, they love their personas as well, too. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, yeah. you, you, you draft your personas, and then okay. you, you build some prototypes. Is that mostly with method prototype acting? Prototype and proto, you prototype. Protoform. There's prototyping. Whoa. There's prototyping. And there's postotype. No, I made up that last one. Uh, Prometheus. Whoa! Whoa. Uh, but anyway, like, so yeah, I go to business school, and there's always like an improv guy who visits every residency. And hmm. so anyway, basically, he got us started out and uh, with this exercise, and so like you're in a circle, and he said we were like just our proficiency with which we formed a circle was impeccable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like we've been working on this for years, but... Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, we form a circle. Yeah. And then he says, someone jump out in the middle of the circle and say, you're a tree. So I did. I, I was the one. I jumped out and I was a tree. And then, like, he said, now, two more people are going to jump into the circle and, like, kind of say that there's something associated with the tree. So, like, one girl jumped out and she was a squirrel and... I don't know what the other person was. So then... A panda bear. The person who's the tree gets to say what they want to stay. Oh. Kind of like a survivor sort of thing. I chose the squirrel. And then two more people jump in. What happened to the panda bear? Uh, They they just walked to the the perimeter of the circle. (laughs) Nothing that extreme. Harsh. At some point, we ended up like... I don't know, it was kind of... I wish I could remember the life cycle that it took, but, mm-hmm. you know, there were, like, children and, like... Adults. Flowers and, like, someone trying to... Larva. I, I don't know, and then, like, it became a blood... Like, like a shark with blood surrounding, Whoa. you know? And then it somehow was, like, the comet and then, like, <laughs> that... Cupid. Space... Right. Probe, I don't know. Right, right, right. That landed on the, the yeah, or whatever that landed. Oh yeah, that's and then so thing. then um, some girl jumped out and she was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm, and then I'm, and then I'm like, and I'm Carl Sagan. <laughs> and then I got to stay, and then it ended. Like mm. I was, I started and ended it. You know. Wow. I started as a tree, and then I became <laughs> Carl Sagan. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty profound. I think that. That narrative arc really kind of defines our world and our times. But we did land. We did land on a comet. I forgot about that. That's another thing that we accomplished well, in the time we haven't been podcasting. When we don't podcast, we accomplish things. We land on comets. We watch Interstellar. We commute to San Francisco. We become Carl Sagan and trees, right? So. So what have you learned from improv, Ryan? What can you tell us? Maybe some lessons, some takeaways for our lives today. What can I learn from improv? Right. Well, 
one of one of their other exercises they love to do mm-hmm. is yeah but. Oh yeah but okay yeah but I thought that it's was a case. Well, no, no. They start us with the yabbits. Okay, yabbits. Yeah. And we like try rabbits, to blossom and transform into the yes and. Oh, okay. So like, someone will say something and then you respond, well, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. And so like, this disruptive framework they're trying to instill within us is right. it's to not accept the yeah buts, mm-hmm. but to move to the to the yes ands because it's yeah it allows for so much more building right building yeah you know well okay so yes and or it's also like you gotta improvise you know right I mean that's that's what it is it's improvising it's it's living in the moment whoa building off of mistakes whoa moving with mistakes Mm mhm if we had any mistakes on this podcast, I think that we would be doing that. I think that that would be like our kind of our our kind of anthem, our motto, our tour de force. Um, but so what you're saying is like if I, as a um, but neither kind of person, come up to you and say, "Okay, now I'm a squirrel in a tree," and then you, as a yes and person you would say and I'm Carl Sagan with a hat and then I would say and you're on top of Old Smokey and then you would say and Old Smokey is in a boat underneath the ocean and we could never like contradict each other right like yeah yeah so what's yes and yeah whoa (laughs) yeah whoa so I think this is a little bit like the Catholic Church because you think about it each pope that comes along says different things, right? So, but they can't contradict the ones that came before. They can only say infallible things that don't contradict other infallible things. So, really, like improv is just like ultra Catholicism, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting very distracted because I'm sorry. Ryan, this is just like modern society. This is the. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Let me take a s- screenshot. <laughs> I'm on my phone. I'm not <laughs> let, me, let me take a selfie slash screenshot. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we want to get into the... No, we don't. We don't want to get into it. Definitely not. And. Um, so let me blow your mind. What What is it? And, yes, but, ne- neither. What are the things? You, the, it's the case of the yabbits. Yabbits. Okay. <laughs> you get rid of the yabbits and you move to the yes and. Yes what, and. What about the both and? Both the bookends. Ooh, bookends. Yes, and right in between those two bookends, Matthew McConaughey's fingers <laughs> sticking out, waving He's just <laughs> phalangulating. He's, he's um, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I my mind. I can't. <laughs> I can't think right now. Like, well, you know, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard being a twenty first century. Uh huh. White middle class. <laughs> is, it, is it really? No, is there... <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's extremely easy, right? Uh huh. It's yeah. too easy. Yeah. I can do this with one hand tied behind my back. <laughs> and in fact, you're not even like addressing the microphone right now. You're pointing away from the microphone. In fact, I have one hand tied behind my back. <laughs> in fact, like you're practically asleep at this moment. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, I podcast in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there is that uh, the band. Um, by bringing it up, everyone will have heard of it. But like, so you know, like people are like, if you listen to Spotify, an artist only makes like a nickel. Yes, and <laughs> they're called Nickelback. Come <laughs> on, oh, <no. laughs> what? No, sorry. Uh, that... No, uh, no. <laughs> Can we edit that out? Or it's just, I don't <laughs> yeah, want to embarrass myself. Oh, we edited it. Okay, it's gone. Good. It's gone. Um, but no, like, uh, so, so, you know, like, there was there was a band, I forgot who it was, and basically they recorded Silence, and they have a whole album of Silence, mm-hmm. and they encourage people to play it while they're sleeping mm. so that they can uh, make money. <laughs> 
to fund a t- the tour they uh, went on. So all all but along I've heard about like if making. If you don't have a subscription, though, it still has commercials, so uh, you still have to like mute. Your... You gotta give it. So what you're saying is like I've heard all this stuff about get rich quick stuff about like make money while you sleep, but I never heard one that was like make money while other people sleep. And that's really the key because there's a lot more other people asleep at any given moment than there are me's asleep. So no matter how profitable it is for me to be asleep, it's always going to be more profitable for other people. For other people to be asleep. This that's why we should have made that this is that app the sleep cycle app. Is that an app we were talking about or have heard of or we both have it? Mm, We do. Hmm. Yes, I had it. Both and Um, okay, okay. So this all makes perfect sense to me. Um, so it sounds like what we need to do is to start a multi-level um, marketing, make money in your sleep, or rather make money in other people's sleep operation. So I will sign up 10 people under me, and I'm making money while they sleep. And then they will sign up 10 people under them who each make money while, while they sleep, right? And as long as we can keep recruiting people to sleep, we could keep making money, right? And all of it, you know, all multi-level marketing things run out of steam eventually when they run out of people who will be willing to sleep. But I think we've got a lot of people who might sleep. So by that time, we can be off on our island in the Caymans, you know. Um, we can be like, we can have a yacht and be like uh, living like Wolf of Wall, Wall Street, you know. Um and just kind of running, you know, running ourselves uh, an illegal operation from down there, probably. Well, actually, where would you go if you were running to run an illegal operation? I've heard that there are places with, you know, what is it, with, they say without extradition? I, I don't know, you're moving into territory that's not my expertise. Well, that's what I'm, like, literally trying to do. How do we move into territory that's not the expertise of anyone who might be, like, hunting down criminals. I've been watching Prison Break, and so that kind of, like, gives me some ideas, but uh, I'm not sure if they're, like, if they've really been fact-checked. You know, if I was going to run from the government, should I um, go to a place that I've seen on a movie or TV show? Or, you know, do I need to, like, kind of check with my check with my lawyer about that? What would you say? Well, I would check with your lawyer. Okay. Run that by them. Okay. Do you have a lawyer? Mm, not yet, but I certainly need one. Certainly need one. Especially if I'm going to be like, you know, smuggling things in and out of the country. You know, if I know anything about law from the, the TV show Breaking Bad, you definitely need a lawyer who can help um, you hide your money. Um, and what I've learned is that as soon as you pay your lawyer money... Like, they're legally bound to not reveal anything about you. So, you could go and kidnap a lawyer, give him a dollar, and then he can't, like, testify against you. That's what I learned from Breaking Bad. So, really? Yeah. So, I think that that, you know, that's probably about as much legal education as I need to know to, like, figure out how to, like, channel money, you know, do all those kind of things. Um, live in San Francisco, but, you know, rent a Swiss bank account. I don't know, you know, however that works. I'll let them work out the details. But that's, I think that's the, the big plan. What about you? Yes, I mean, yeah, okay. I'm already in San Francisco once a month, so mm-hmm. yeah. might as well be there and do some Swiss bank. Do uh, some Swiss banking. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I think the Swiss bankers, I mean, I think that the... The uh, those people in San Francisco, they're already kind of looking into this. I think um, you know, heard some uh, talk about you know secession things like that. It's not succession; it's secession. Just to clarify, dictionary the source. Um, so yeah, have we seceded? Mm. Your expectations? <laughs> yeah, definitely seceded my expectations, <laughs> and I think we've. We've succeeded at conveying our point on this uh, podcast, I think. I think. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What? what I don't know what yeah. we've conveyed. I don't, I don't know what we've conveyed either. But I think the point um, is that a lot of things have happened. 
We've landed on a comet. Um, flown to San Francisco. Did you say you've flown, or did you did you talk about driving, walking, running? Your method of commuting? Flown? Flying? I've flown every time. Okay, okay. Just want to straighten that out. So, yeah, landed on a comet. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Matthew San Francisco. McConaughey. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> That was worth the price of admission right there. Um, so, well, uh, Lucy. There was something else. Scarlett Johansson, Samantha, Terrence McKenna, um, Johnny Depp, uh, Pluto Nash, Neil deGrasse. Yeah, Neil Bison. De- Bison. Right. Neil, Neil deGrasse. <laughs> Drake, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, um, so, oh, that was another thing. So yeah, I'm in this business program, and um, I have one of my professors. She, she's trying to market this. So you know how, like, basically, Ted has they branded this this format, you know. Okay. Of, of their style of talks. Right. Um, so okay. she has this format called Teach Us Something in Seven Minutes. Mm. And it's basically putting on a skit in seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And there were moments I was like, I'm in business school, which I'm, I'm in a very unique business program because never once did I think hey, I need to go to business school. In fact, I was kind of adamantly against business school. Right. And then they started a new strategic foresight program, so... Yeah. Here I go. Anyway, so there were moments that I'm like, why am I flying 2,000 miles... Right. ...to go put on a (laughs) seven-minute skit (laughs) with props and... uh, (laughs) So, so this is kind of a yes and sort of situation, right? Yes, it's a business school, and it's an improv school. Yeah. Right? We're, we're improvising mm-hmm. the, the future. Improvising the future. In the present. In the, yeah. Yes, you're flying 2,000 miles, and you're doing a TED Talk. And see, I was looking at it as a yes but, you know, uh-huh. yes but... This seems, well, I don't know, but yes, right. and anyway. But, right, yeah, no. Mm, but yeah. anyway, I think basically it was like, we did have this moment though, like, so I don't know what other business programs are like, but I figure mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition and a lot of like one-upmanship, you know, and mm-hmm. like we have this, we have this class where like this safe space is created and, and we like, we connect on an emotional level. Whoa. And, like, we had this very emotional moment. Wow. There was some, like, teary eyes <laughs> in business school, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yes, it's a business school, and it's therapy. It's, you know. No. Sh- oh. My teacher, my professor is very adamant that this is not therapy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It serves a purpose. not a yes a and kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> but... So we had this very emotional moment, and then she, well, really, like, the big kicker was, you've created this experience Ooh. here, and now Whoa. you can go out there and replicate this experience. Wow. That's heavy. In a world that's rigid, in, like, wow. business environments that are unyielding, mm. you can go do this, and you can replicate it. So basically, like... This whole Teach Us Something in Seven Minutes was supposed to be an exercise. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't really... I mean, we were trying to communicate an idea in a short period of time, but more it was... We were, commuting, we're communicating to an audience this cohesion that we can develop Whoa, okay. within our disparate... or I mean, our, within our immediate groups and among the disparate groups together, this cohesion. You know, we were all supportive of each other and... Mm. Yeah, hmm. I don't know where I was gonna go. I I had an application so, for all this. So I did. they bring you together. 
they push you out of your comfort zone, right? They push you beyond your comfort zone. They say, get up there, seven minutes, improv, give us something amazing. And you're scared, you're shaking, you're tremoring. I wasn't really shaking. I did kind of botch one of my lines. I was the mayor of San Francisco. Whoa, you're the mayor of San Francisco. But I ran with it. I ran with it. Mm Because, you know, when I am the mayor of San Francisco, like, I might be talking to the people. Right. I might forget what I'm saying, but you don't need to keep rolling. You just gotta keep. You the gotta tapes, roll with the punches. The you tape know? keeps rolling. You gotta keep rolling. So the, she takes you out there. She takes you up there. She takes you out of your comfort zone. She breaks you down. She really tears you to bits. She breaks <laughs> oh, you down say to that. the atomic level, and then she brings you back together, and she puts you back together, and you're a she new person. She separates us at the ooh yeah. The anatomical, whoa, the atomic level back into one unified body, right? With many arms, I did have an application, um, and you know, it eluded me. Hmm. And I'm not doing a very good job of improvising, right? Eluding or eluding or alluding. Elude, okay. Yeah, isn't that like Wolf of Wall Street? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so, so, and then so she brings you back together. She makes you into one body, and then with many arms, and then she sends you out into the world. She she lets you go like a dandelion, like, and then then you scatter to the wind, as as her disciples, and then you plant yourself in the lawns and gardens. Of of corporate America and grow new dandelions. They rise from the soil, and they the people yeah. look at them and they say, "These are weeds. We must get rid of them." But no, this is what you shall become. Yeah, yeah. And okay. well, we start every residence, every class of hers with a meditation, mm-hmm. and then oh. after the meditation, she's like, "Well, she keeps saying like, notice this." Notice the weight of your your belly as it sits, like, uh, lazily in your chair. No, I don't know. And then 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 she says, and just arrive. (laughs) Wow. Now, focus your attention on your chest. Hmm. And just arrive. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But anyway, like that. That reminds me of a line in, in the movie Her, I think. One of the one of the books that we're reading the the next book we're supposed to read is called A General Theory of Love. I mean, oh. that's the kind of stuff we're reading. Wow. So this that's is based on you know I mean it's the general theory of relativity. You know that's where it gets right. the name. Right. Which and Matthew McConaughey. I think he has a cameo in the book. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think he pushes it off the shelf. Yeah, relativity. Right. Relativity <laughs> teaches us that love transcends dimensions. So. um so yeah, what I'm learning from this is that yes, this is business school and it's meditation school and it's Buddhism school and it's dandelion school and it's a little bit of therapy, but no, it's not. <laughs> and and this is really improv and how do you speak on TED and how do you be the mayor of San Francisco and how do you bring all that together and what if you're on stage as the mayor of San Francisco and you're talking to the people, speaking to your constituents. You're bringing them the truth, the bread and the light, and you're saying to them, people, this is what you have come to hear. Ye are my disciples. And and if you flub the line, you've just, you've just got to, like, you've got to concentrate on the weight of your belly and arrive and say, this is the line. <laughs> this is the line that I have come to deliver to you, oh people, oh my people of San Francisco. Yeah. So yeah. I think I feel transformed. I don't know about you, but... Are you trying to bring this to a close? No. Why oh, would, okay. Why would we close something that can remain... Forever open. Perpetually open. I think, just like our hearts... Uh, what were we talking though about? What were we talking about though right before? No idea. <laughs> because yeah, I want to bring like I don't just want to be like rambling aimlessly through life. I want to. Right. You want to have a point. You want to have a a method, an algorithm for to life. To my madness. Yes, a methodism for madness, an algorithm for life. Yes, I like it.
Yeah, uh, Dostoevsky, he wrote mm-hmm. a book about there being an algorithm for life, right? Did he? No, no I mean, hmm. wasn't there this Russian sentiment that, like, uh, pre and uh, no, some, it was kind of like, you know, we can figure everything out by some, like, calculation. Hmm. There's okay. some calculation we can discover to The calculation of love, right. How life will play out. Mm-hmm. The general theory of love, um... Okay, like, so, like, a Newtonian physics kind of world? Like, a little Newtonian pool ball set? Like, if you bounce the balls around, and you know, kind of... Well... Yeah. Bouncing balls. Yeah. This is pretty Newtonian, you know. And the theory of relativity doesn't fit into a Newtonian world, you know. We're talking about Newtonian or Platonian? Plutonian? Platonism? Um, yeah, so... Um, you know, the whole thing about a, a Newtonian universe is that everything is just a pool ball, you know? And, unless it's a pool stick. I want to be a Newtonian physician. And then, uh, would, you, would you do Newtonian medicine? Would oh, you... it's physicist. Oh, okay. Newtonian okay. physicist. Yeah. And uh, the theory of relativity says, no, everything is a marble statue. And quantum physics says, no, everything is a weed. Um, so that's all you need to know about science, pretty much. That's science. Pool balls with Mike. Yes. Oh. Pool balls, marble statues, and weeds. That's that's how the garden grows. Man, my startup discs—they're out of space. Mm. Mm. I don't mm. know how this happened. Mm. I want to make some kind of reference about like all the startups in San Francisco, but. Can't really make the leap, you know. The quantum leap is not there, you know. Everyone has one. It's mm-hmm. like in Nashville, everyone's in a band. Right. In San Francisco, everyone's in a startup. Right. Or everyone has their own startup. Well, it's not just yeah. Like you're not just in a band. You're you're like a you know verbatim uh, music star. You're like probably on the show Nashville. Um, you're like well. One thing when I when I started grad school I had a we had to do a what is it a Pichuca I can't <laughs> pronounce it uh, Pikachu Pokemon Piccadillos and I and mm-hmm. yeah you know where the slides you don't control the rate at which the slides mm. advance and you have to talk and mm-hmm. so I put a picture of the net. It had two of the women from Nashville, and it had, like, the font for Nashville, the show, and... Right, the show, gotcha. It was, like, six years ago, I moved to Nashville, and... The show didn't exist. While I haven't watched the show, I'm fairly confident that it accurately depicts the lifestyle (laughs) that I live there, you know? Right, right. The the melodrama, the... Mm -hmm. Anyway, but, uh, so... Yeah, yeah, the music started... Well, there's there's a guy on there who's, like, you know, he's, he's, uh, I think he's, like, a milkman or something like that, and then milkman, a paperboy. Yeah, he's watching TV, um, and then he like he uh, writes a little song. San Francisco. He writes a little Golden song. He, um, he he plays in the Bluebird Cafe, and then seven hundred thousand dollars shows up in his mailbox like the next day. That's, that's so sketchy. That's uh, I mean that's just natural life, you know, like Nashville. Life hashtag, but um, um the professor of live exchange, okay. or as she calls it, live e. Okay, uh, the class I was just talking about. Good thing it's she, not like she meets with a lot exchange. of. She meets with a lot of business people. I think mm-hmm. she even meets with bands. I'm not positive about that. Bands, but she did say, guys, this semester mm-hmm. we're in a band. Whoa. And everyone loved that. And I was just like, so it's like no, I know what famous. people in bands are like. And right. They're some of the most miserable human <laughs> beings to be around. And I was like, that is so no, true. don't make that comparison. Yeah. Please. Any, anybody, that's only appealing to people who haven't been in bands, uh, really. Yeah. Or been around bands. Mm-hmm. Been around You know what's worse bands. than being in a band? It's being around people who are in bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have no intent of being in a band. Yeah, band people. Man, they ought to be band. Yeah, because they all, all of them think they have something special to offer the world, and some mm-hmm. of them do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them don't. Mm-hmm. 
And then they're like, oh, why is no one listening to my music? Some of, some of what because, they're offering to the world is not what the world's wanting. You know, it's like, people are going to make money off of music, and with the democ- you know, with the democratization of music, mm-hmm. now everyone expects to be, like, a star. What, what's my and op- not everyone has ever been a star. Like, not everyone who has gone out to be a musician has made money from music, so, like, why are people complaining now? It's so, hard to be a musician and make music. Sorry. I'm what would be the this. What would be the opposite of the democratization of music? Would it be like the fascialization of music? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. The communalization. Um, the capital soci- socialized music. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Capitalization of music. Mm. Capital M. Yeah. Capital U. <laughs> what, what? We're so, capitalizing music. Uh-huh. That's what you just said, right? <laughs> that is. <laughs> that is what I said. I prefer lowercase, personally. I, at one point, uh, would write everything lowercase. Like, sentences, like, uh, never use capitals. Because capitals really seem a little primitive, you know? Like, who am I to say, like, oh, this letter is going to be capitalized and not this one? Like, what am I trying to impose on language and the world with my rogue capitalization? Am I trying to say, oh, this proper noun is important? More important than this improper noun? More important than this verb? I don't think so. Flip that around. You know? Look at your own life. You got it's a lot hard to, think to look about. at your own life. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned. It's hard to look at your own life unless you've got a mirror. And then, really, are you looking at your own life? Or are you just looking at what's behind you? But... That's why you need two mirrors. <laughs> what? Two mirrors will allow you to look at your life because you can look in the one mirror and see what's behind you, but then what's behind you is another mirror that's then looking at what's in front of you. And so together with both those mirrors, it's like a binaural audio-visual experience where you can see both your past and your future, your present, and who you really are. I think that's what you need. Two mirrors to look at your life. What about just a double-sided like a double-sided glass, like at a, a yeah, pol- yeah. police yeah, department, yeah. like when you're being like yeah, interviewed, yeah. and they've got the light shining in your face, and they're like, hey, I'm your friend, I'm your pal, like just confess to this you murder. Said God's going to interview you on the day of judgment. Is that right? how it works? But who's, well, that's... if God's the one interviewing you, who's behind the glass, though? See, think about this. Oh, wait, it's like an apostle interviewing you yeah, and God's behind the glass? I think so, like... You know, those stories you just talk about St. Peter doing that, and I never quite got that, like, how did he get the job? But, like, if anybody's going to be shining a light in your face and saying, hey, I'm your friend, just confess to this murder, you know, it's got to be Peter, right? Like, you know? Yeah, and then there's the one. Yeah, there's somebody behind the glass who's saying, like, just confess, just confess, you know? It doesn't really matter whether you did it, because it's all about getting I really liked your confession voice. Mm -hmm. Just confess. Just confess. Just confess to this murder. Um, that's what that's what it's all about. Now, speaking of Matthew McConaughey, if you ever watched uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia, I mean, uh, True Detective. Yeah, right. True Detective. True Detective. That's a show with Matthew McConaughey, and he's a he is a um, he is a detective. Uh, in, in the truest sense. In the truest <laughs> sense of the word, he's a detective in uh, I think a little place they call Louisiana. Or Louisiana, or um, uh, Lu- down in the bayou. Yeah, and he's he's detecting down there, and he's a what? What is he detecting? He's detecting. Um, he's detecting what people did wrong, because he is a um, he calls himself a pessimist. I think a lot of people would call him a nihilist. He thinks that people should just hand would he in call hand. himself a nihilist. Um, I think that's a little too passe of a term for him. I think he's he's a little too like philosophically beyond that. I'm a new, new I'm trying. I can't do that. I don't have like, any impersonation. Nihilists yet. to him are too like you know they just they don't have the backbone that he needs. Like so, what he's wanting people to do is hand in hand. Nihilists don't have backbones, huh? See, he wants. Do they have a. Um, mm, they might have a spinal cord. What about um, hands, feet? No, um, you know, like you a don't sword. have 
You have a, an exoskeleton. Oh, an exoskeleton. You don't, you don't have a backbone. Right. Yeah, vertebrate or invertebrate. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, like, Matthew McConaughey in True Detective, he's like this ultra nihilist, and he's like, we should walk hand in hand into that good night. Humanity, brothers and sisters, should say, we got a bad deal, and we need to opt out. Because consciousness, the conscious human experience, was a tragic mistake of evolution, and we just need to end it all. That's his message in True Detective. And then in Interstellar, what does he say? He says, rage. Rage against the dying of the light. I will not go silent into that good night. I will not vanish without a fight. And so he's, he's seeming to contradict himself. He, he does, but spoiler alert, True Detective at the... Well, it's a, it's a bad spoiler. Well, I haven't even watched it, so maybe you need I, to... I like... just want to say, in True Detective, he it's it's the perfectest show. You should definitely watch it. He has, spoiler, a conversion experience. Well, Mike, you just ruined it for I me. ruined the whole show. But he has this conversion experience, and that sets him up to become the character in Interstellar and to know... That he has to rage against the dark to go out and ride a comet and just see where it takes him. I don't know if I was ever going to watch it, but mm -hmm. I kind of yeah. hate you now. Yeah. Spoilers, they really cut. They but in the next burn season, both ways. it's that one guy, right? I don't know. Who is it in the next season? I can tell you real fast. Okay, just. Season two, True Detective. Season's greetings. Mm. 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 You know, you think you could. You think you know. You think you could get information quicker than I'm getting yeah. it right now. We're not inter interstellar yet, so don't get your hopes up. But um, I never get my hopes up. Mm, right. Because I'm a nihilist, right. just like just like Matthew McConaughey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right in the comet. Um, so, yeah. Matthew, write in the comment. Hey, I'll wait. Let's see. No. I don't know. It's not important. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're going to have to close this down because if for another Vince reason... Vaughn and Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. So, um, we're going to have to close now because uh, we're running out of battery. I'm not a battery on my computer. Oh, and I said for no more than an hour. Yeah, and we're like right at it. Because maybe. I gotta go do an accounting case study. Yeah, you're 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 a busy man. You're like working. You're in school. You're commuting. We've established this. Comment writing. Still trying to be a socialite. Well, actually, not anymore. Socialism. Uh, communism. Get socialistic ways. Um, for Lent. Mayoring of San Francisco. You have got a lot of things it's hard on your plate. Mayor, you know, in, in a fictitious world. Improv. Yeah. Like, the world, the fictitious world is awful hard out there. So, I think that, that um, you know, the lesson is is yours, you know. Take it. Take it as a, as a dandelion disciple. Spread it to the world. Go plant yourself as a seed. Overcome your case of the yabbits. Yeah, the yabbits. And become a yes and yes. man. Yes and man. Not sand man. <laughs> The yes and man. Or woman. Yes and woman. The yes and woman. But woman, yes, and man. <laughs> yes. So the man, man yes, yes, and, and woman. woman. Right. Works both ways. It goes both ways, you know. Just so, like you, my <laughs> Nice. Um, Strat blurring those. Whoa, whoa. Straddling those, like... <laughs> The fence. Cross-pollinating. Mm -hmm. cross right. Cross-pollination. Are dandelions, do they pollinate other... I don't know how dandelions work. How do flowers work? I don't... Well, you pick them up mm -hmm. as a child and then yeah. you blow them. I, I, did, mean, well, I did a, uh, I did you, a you, science experiment when I was a kid because I wasn't sure if the, like, the puff balls were the same as like the dandelions. So I tied a string around a dandelion to see if it would turn into a puffball. And I came back later, and I found the string tied around a puffball. So either dandelions do turn into those puffy things, or somebody snuck by in the night, like the devil, and moved the string from one thing to another, 
leaving me with an uh, optical delusion for the rest of my life. An optical delusion. That's right. So, Did you ever think maybe it was the the devil? The de- It could have been the devil. I mean, it didn't just have to be someone sneaking up like the devil. It right. could have been the devil. It's not just some lesser devil, like the devil. It could have been doing this. It, it seems very likely, actually. So, you never know when it's, you know, like... Uh, what who is it? Maxwell's demon? Um, Maxwell's Descartes. Hammer. Descartes' uh, devil. Um, oh, we're not getting into Descartes, are we? I thought right. we moved past that right. chapter of our lives. Right. I think we've definitely turned the page. Um, so we're and, only dealing um, with devils that go into Georgia. I was going to say turning the page, and I was going to mention a book by mm-hmm. Descartes, but I can't even oh. remember what it oh. was. Yeah. Mm. What did Descartes write? Oh, you yeah. know. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Descartes, that was so like... Yeah, everybody was talking century. about that last year. Um, Alright, so... Okay. We never lived in the 21st century. That's right, not like we're doing. Or are we? That's really the question of this. Yeah. Alright, so, there we go. That's, once again, the lesson is yours. Take it, do it. Do with it as you will. Oh, yeah. Call to action. Call to action. That's what we do in business school. Right. Call to action. We end up with a call to action. What's the call to action for like, our well, listeners? I'm just back in church, you know? Yeah, that's right. There's a, oh, the lesson is yours. Yeah, come to Jesus moment. A altar call. They call it in the Baptist's um, church. Um, uh, invitational. Invitational, right? Um, yeah, so what's the, what's the call to action? What's the invitation? What's the... It's the altar call. It's the. I think we told them. Mm. We told transform them. yourself from being men <laughs> to men and women. Right, or women to, to women, women and men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, no, no discrimination here. Like that's the that's the least of our you know things that we do. All right. All right. All right. <laughs>